shit. It is Sabbath Sunday, July 4th again to all of our American friends out there. Happy 4th of July to all of our British friends out there. I fucking love you just as much. Sometimes I wish I lived over there. So like no weirdness between us, I hope. It's just a fucking stupid holiday like all the other ones. All the other ones are probably fake too. It doesn't even matter. Prove it. We're here to celebrate real shit. Black Sabbath. We're here to talk about when Black Sabbath reunited with Ozzy and then stopped that and then reunited again with Dio and came out with this brutal fucking heavy awesome record called The Devil You Know. We'll talk about that in its detail. And we'll just gather here today to talk about awesome shit. We're going to recap some stuff that happened. We're working at a convention all weekend, so... I'm sorry if you've been keeping up with these social medias and it hasn't been as uh, active as usual. That's because uh, we are working our dead tight glutes off at uh, every convention we do. So we put a ton into it and uh, we're, we're everywhere. And exclusive stuff is available to the Lifting Dead Army and to, this, and to the convention if you go. It's Living Dead Weekend in Pittsburgh, Monroeville Mall, where they filmed fucking dawn of the dead and all that stuff you're into that you'll love this and we have return of the lifting dead merch exclusively available to the army and to the convention you'll love it we got a bunch of cool shit going on i don't know how many freaks are going to be here since everybody's probably going to be out drinking early because they're freaks that's what we're doing it's fourth of july plexus chainsaw all american massacre you already know what time it is. If you don't have a Stars and Stripes shirt by now, you ain't getting one in time for your 4th of July party tonight. We got the boys in the house. I'm admitting them. Joe Smith and Adam Gorak. Mm. Got to drink some greens juice and get prepared for the boys. Earth. Earth to the freaks out there. Hey. Can you hear us? Can you see us? Do we sound good? Do I look good? What's up, everybody? Adam. No, that's not. Well, I was just saying in a little intro before we got on here, I don't know how many uh, how many freaks are going to join us today because it's the 4th of July, America's birthday, but Adam Gorak obviously does not give a flying fuck about America's <laughs> birthday down there in Australia. How's it going, <laughs> But we have Joe Smith too. He's not here. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. Trying. What does Fourth of July mean to, if anything, to uh, you in Australia, Adam Gorak? Does it is it even brought up at all? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, why would it? I'm just curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so we I, celebrate. I, I, I you know, because we're white, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo and we're like drink tequila and like eat tacos. So I don't know if you guys ate like fried chicken and drank PBR for America's birthday. Nah. <laughs> because you guys are cool like that. Anyway, that's cool, man. How's everything going with both of you? We have the boys. It's a boys podcast. I love this. What's going boys on? Boys day. <laughs> Joe Smith, what's new, man? Oh man, I am exhausted. I've been sleeping like shit all week and it's getting old. 
why you need i thought you're all uh your doctor sleep not stephen king doctor sleep but the <laughs> the book <laughs> that walker doctor sleep yeah yeah man i i mean just between well it's just between late nights at the ballet <laughs> like who starts a ballet at nine o'clock at night i don't understand that and then uh just i don't know shit's been weird and i haven't been able to like get more than like four or five hours of sleep a night like all week it's fucked up i've been i've been doing this yeah, it's not on a way lesser level because of this convention we're working all weekend shit goes to like 11 o'clock or whatever and then i'm usually up at five or whatever so uh yeah i've been feeling like i'm running on a half full tank as well so i appreciate your it's okay yeah. hey, at least you're having fun like, yeah it looks like you're having a blast anyway we always do. That's the key. That's the key to life. I think it's just always have fun, no matter where you're at. Even if you're at a fucking ballet at midnight, bro. He just laughs and deviously sips his Ouija mug. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, oh, so you can see me. I don't even understand. I don't have video, but whatever. I don't know. Oh, I can why. Oh, dude. I can, you you act like the crypt keeper. Don't have eyes everywhere. <laughs> What's well, up? I'm gonna fuck around so I can see your ugly mugs. Do it. But no, that's all right. No, I yeah. Uh, what else? What are we talking about? We're talking about Black Sabbath. Yeah. Right? And the fourth. Here's the thing. Well, sorry, Heaven and Hell, right? I listened yeah. to the right thing. Yeah. So I think this is the the first. This is the first time that uh, we've been doing this that I finally understand what Tenacious D is talking about when uh, about how much they like Dio. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> this, this, uh, I haven't sat with this album and listened to it from start to finish in years. Um, I, I don't remember it being as good as it is, to be honest. I, I really enjoyed it today. Um, I almost enjoyed it. Yeah. Adam, I know you love it. What do you think of this one? It's dark and heavy. It is dark and heavy, dude. It's That's a completely different sounding, like, Oh, could you say Sabbath era, sort of? Because, like, Dio's back in the band with, obviously, with Geezer and Tony and um, Vinny. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, it's just, just really dark. It's, That's all I can say. It's from the first track to the last. Yeah. That's what I don't, rem- I don't remember it being that dark for the, like, mm. for some reason, the last time I listened to it, I just, it didn't connect with me how dark it really was until i listened to it today and i was like this shit fucking rips man this is heavy this is i like um i like the riff to follow the tears oh yeah that's great yeah i learned that today actually i love eating the cannibals as well that has like a neon knights kind of feel to it it's all like chuggy and like they bring that shit back bible black yeah. atmospheric and weird even the art also great song the album artwork is so much different from anything black sabbath or dio has even ever done it's but it looks like it could be like a you know a, a truly satanic like black apparently this is what i've been told oh me and mike from um pink sock we were talking about this um the uh yesterday and uh, that album cover wasn't meant to be that album cover. What do you know? What it was meant for? I think it was meant to be the uh, the the Sabbath 
um, is it the devil or whatever it is? I don't know, man. I honestly, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, being a bad Sabbath Sunday host because I didn't look into the album artwork history at all. But Tony, I am yeah. thinking about it and what I read. Well, a little, yeah, Sabbath logo thing. But yeah. Dude, that's badass. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, like the, uh, the story leading up to this is quite interesting, actually. Well, I mean, it's interesting how it worked out because, you know, where we last left off was the reunion with Ozzy. And then that obviously they were reunited for tours and shows, but uh, they were in the process of recording an album that kind of never happened, but they were still touring together as Black Sabbath. And they yeah. thought of uh, like Ozfest and uh, they were on tour with like Pantera and Slayer. This is late 90s, early 2000s. So they were this shows, I mean, if anyone out there has gone to them, reach out and let me know. Send me pictures, anything. I would be so cool to see. Uh, I, I wish I would have went to those if I if I was old enough. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's people. I've got the live at Wacken DVD. Fuck yeah, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. So they, they were doing a bunch of OzFest. And uh, Iomi has a, a funny story about because I love Rob Zombie. And they were on tour yeah. with Rob Zombie and OzFest and uh, you know, they say it's like kind of like heavy metal summer camp. All the bands like kind of get along. They travel together all summer and they eat and drink and party and do, do their thing. And, uh, you know, it's they're playing in the middle of nowhere all the time. And it's, you know, in the blazing heat and everybody's outside, like trying to like tan or whatever, like just kind of chill in the sun. And he said Rob Zombie's was 100 percent of the time in head to toe in black leather, no matter how hot it was. They were just chilling. Everyone's chilling outside with their shirt off, like drinking beer or whatever. Rob Zombie's in like a top hat and like a leather suit like all the time and I, I respect holding on to the character and I don't think I don't think Iomi's exaggerating about that either that makes me happy you know that was just a cool but a cool behind the scenes backstory from Iomi and uh and Rob Zombie because I know we're all Rob Zombie fans here and if you're not a Rob Zombie fan listening I don't really know what to tell you you're, you're you've come to the exactly. wrong place. you've come to the wrong place we'll debate you on it but yeah, we can't be friends now, guys. We can't be friends. We love Rob Zombie around here. He did a lot for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, not yeah. the best song of all yeah. time or anything like that. But in between, even one yeah, of those people. You've never been, no, you're, not a, black, you're not a Rob Zombie fan, Jeff? Oh, no. I'm one of those people who actually really appreciates both Rob Zombie's Halloween movies as well. Oh, dude. Dude, me too. I actually. Yeah. Yeah. I like Halloween 2 so much, actually. It's one of my favorite Halloweens, like, in the whole franchise because it's so different. It's so weird. It's so Rob Zombie's, you know, original. And honestly, you take out all of the extra backstory stuff in the original uh, Halloween where they do, like, Young Michael or, yeah, Young Michael and uh, everything like that. If you watch the original Halloween and then Rob Zombie's Halloween back-to-back, which I did do one year. They do a lot of, like, the exact same things down to the dialogue. Like, it's yeah. it's almost, a, it's a really, really, if you take out all that old stuff, it's a really, really loyal adaptation of the original work. Definitely. So, I mean. I'm into that. I'm into I, that. I and like, Rob Zombie. Same, man. 
those movies, the first one was supposed to be two movies. They were supposed to do like a prequel that was like just Dion Michael leading up to like his like escape from the sanitarium or whatever. And then the next movie was supposed to be like all Michael Myers, but the uh, I don't think the producers would go for it. So that's why it kind of feels like a long movie, like two just throw yeah. together, you know? Yeah. And Tyler Maine as uh, Mike Mike Myers is, I mean, he's just such an imposing dude. Like that's, yeah. What do you think of Rob Zombie uh, doing the Monsters, boys? I think it'd be good. <laughs> I'm into it too, man. Like, why not? He's such a fan, so he's going to do it justice, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's coming out on streaming services when it's done. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And I, I think that... It, like, fucked up and R-rated, like, enough. Not too much, you know what I mean? But just, like, just enough that it's, that it's edgy. <laughs> but not like I don't see him doing like a G-rated ad- adaptation. Of no, it will be. That's what, that's what you want, Joe. That's what I want. That's I, I exactly kind of what I want. I don't. I would like, love. I would love to see him try. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, mean, I would like. Sorry. I I think that if to take the 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 source material and try to you know i guess adult it up or make it so it's not necessarily for uh you know a younger audience it it would end up losing some of its camp and uh that's what he really really excels at because like house of a thousand corpses is campy as hell except it's you know super fucking dark Uh, it's really Uh, yeah yeah but like if he were able to take the camp from the monsters that is already exists and just lean more into that without making it uh, almost like a a ripoff of a house of a thousand corpses but with you know a frankenstein and a dracula and everything i I think that it could be something pretty magical like to take what we know from a director to be all schlock and gore and everything like that and take that away just to see what he can do like i'm interested in that i want that to happen well could you say a house of a thousand corpses a musical a musical play (laughs) it kind of plays like that anyway yeah just i could just see that happening i mean not that it's the same like you know material or anything source-wise but i mean it worked for repo the genetic opera so like i don't understand why it couldn't work for house of a thousand I I, uh, I saw a guy at the uh, horror convention yesterday with a meatloaf's bat out of hell musical tour T-shirt on, and he this dude talked to me about the bat out of hell musical for like an hour, and it sounded like the most amazing thing of all time. So I'm fully into turning anything into into like a Broadway musical spectacle. I mean the same thing with like um, Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare album. I could see that as like a Broadway. Exactly. Yeah, apparently, when he because it just was a whole story. Yeah, they turned Carrie. They turned Carrie into a musical. I don't know if uh, you all knew that, but one day I was out paperback hunting and I found a weird version of Carrie that I had never seen before, and uh, picked it up and started looking at it, and it was the official tie-in to the Carrie musical. Weird. And then I looked into that because I 
I thought maybe I had the wrong thing in my hands. Uh, but no, they, they really tried. They, it went on Broadway. It, it had like one day and it was so, so, so terrible that it just kind of disappeared. But I, I don't know if there's any other Stephen King works that have been turned into musicals, but at least Carrie was once. We're, it's weirder that they made a novelization tie-in to the musical. Than there was than right. the musical. That's so funny. Did you? Yeah, buy I'll it? take a I'll take a picture and send it. Of course, I fucking bought it. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. I I mean, that's kind of one of one of my other little passions is going out hunting for you know uh, old horror paperbacks. I've got a slew of them, you know, nice, based man. off of covers that I enjoy and. Uh, things like that I've hardly read any of them but I, that's not the point for me I'm one of those weird collectors yeah likes sure. to get their hands on those sorts of things if I can find them I feel like what you imagine those books being based on the covers is usually better than what those books would actually be if you read them anyway yeah for sure uh yeah I guess the one that I have read is this weird one called the scream and it's this weird like rock and roll splatter punk sort of um australian book that was pretty badass nice one of one of uh it's uh, it's australian there you go i'm tired i guess the authors are australian so all right you might know them (laughs) (laughs) one of my passions that i don't actually fully participate in is like toys and action figures and collecting those i uh have a few of them like very little but like i look at them like it's like porn you know, like I'll search on like the, on the internet, be like, fuck, I need that. Or I'll go to convent, like all the conventions I go to, I never let myself buy anything unless it's like really uh-huh. awesome. And I just walk around and I look at all the, uh, all the predator figures and all the alien figures and all the shit from all the weird movies and the monsters and all that. And I just like, it's like porn to me. And that, yeah. that's, oh, I've got this. Yeah. Nice. Captain Spaulding makes an appearance on the death comes lifting podcast. <laughs> But yesterday, I did this, boys. Fucking kiss, die. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Ace Freelay's guitar transforms into a space shield. (laughs) And Peter Chris, right here, with his drums, launch drumstick missiles. That's sick. Yeah. You sure it's not Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer? No, I'm dead for <laughs> Chris right there. This is OG Dynasty era. And awesome. uh, I swindled the guy down. They were like 30 bucks each, and I got them both. Heck yeah. I got them for 40, and I said, I have to do it now. So you might see a whole lot more action figures coming, but that, that's, what, that's what made me happy. I just wanted to share that with you guys. <laughs> that's cool. Funny. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's man. the one thing I ever bought at any convention we've ever done. <laughs> kiss transformers I, you know i still don't have video so i couldn't really see them so damn well i'll send you a picture of them and uh i don't know i'm not like a super proper collector like should i not take these out of the box because i really want to take them out of the box uh, i know i had to leave them in a box dude <laughs> oh, come on man you're an adult they're toys you can play with them it's fine <laughs> they're not gonna go up in value like this is I what mean, i want to have a debate about Okay, yeah, Adam, why should I keep Peter Chris in his box when his drumstick launches fucking missiles, bro? Like, why should okay, I? Okay, I changed my mind. 
yeah like i get i get the collector aspect of things like that but the market has been so incredibly oversaturated with um it's like what happened with comic books in the 90s like the market was so inundated with all of these you know new comics and it kind of reinvigorated the collectors and things like that and it just kind of devalued most of them like sure some things retain their value but for the most part anything that came out there were just so many of them that were made that it's just like Meh, well you know what those are actually pretty easy to get and i think the same thing is going on with action figures like what with NECA and what they're doing like yeah yeah they're cool as shit but they're also available at target <laughs> and i mean like so plenty of plenty of people have access to them and um they're also toys and i mean why not put them up and display them like make them fight each other like i've got uh a couple of ash figures that are just hanging out but they're both out of the box yeah they're posed exactly the same way but like whatever it's fine i can make them fight if i feel like it fuck yeah dude i'm taking this i'm taking these kids figures out of the box and using the shield and the missiles you're right but i agree with you i don't buy any of the new stuff none of it really you know speaks to me but yeah neck has got a line of toony terrors is what they call them and uh it kind of really fits in whole aesthetic so i've been those are about the only ones that i really really buy just because they're real cartoony looking they look like if you took the characters from all these horror movies and put them in an episode of scooby-doo so they're almost kind of like cell shaded and they sort of look you know just like that so that's fun that's i love looking at them I love looking at them. I love people that have them. I like, you know, I just, once I start, it won't stop. And then it's like tattoos or something. Like I need to like, yeah, I can't. I, it's, that, like, it's like that with me with guitars too. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I've got seven. <laughs> you're, well, you're the do for you, bro. That's different. That's different. That's your thing. You know what I mean? That, that could actually get you somewhere. I'm not saying collection action figures don't get you anywhere. But they probably probably doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably, yeah, probably doesn't get you very far. It's probably like a secret, a secret like club somewhere where all, everybody has like all old vintage figurines that all hang out and nerd out. I think the best you're gonna do is you're gonna travel around to weird conventions like we do and sell them to weird people like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> probably the yeah. Beer, your best bet. You have a huge collection. They, those guys seem to be really happy. They seem to be digging it. So it's all good. Oh, yeah. More power to them for being able to like have that restraint of holding on to all of that stuff enough to being able to like sell it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of VHSs too. You'd be surprised how many people are holding on to those and selling, reselling oh. them now for like 10 bucks each and shit. Oh, that's, that's cheap. That's I guess, cheap right? Some of them. Yeah. I mean, I was a, the a former VHS collector and um, just ended up honestly passing off most of my collection to a guy who's much, much, much more passionate about it than I am because it's like, I don't, I mean, I've got players and there's still a handful of them that won't let go of, but, um, you know, like VHS, that's, that's a, that's a wild world of collecting, man. They're, yeah, they're, they're wild. I know. I, I don't go that deep in it at all. I appreciate it. I like if I find like a cool one, like once a year, I might like buy it, but that's about it. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, we got off track. Black Sabbath. 
it's okay this is what this uh is what was the one that i really liked yeah um rock and roll angel yeah man that's a great one about part way through that song no man it's cheesy as fuck and i love it but part way way through the song all of a sudden like i'm just listening and then they just start going off and um just some guitar riffs going through the middle of that and it, it just it made me just like nod my head like yeah this fucking rules yeah right this like like you said at the beginning about tenacious d loving dio that i this is what made you understand like i i feel the same like this is a is a powerful record from dio and i think it's the last proper record he made before he died i'm not sure right um he died like shortly they thought they were going to continue this reunion uh that's why they changed the name to heaven and hell because that's what i was starting to say they were touring as black sabbath like on ozfest and doing their own thing so when they got back together with Dio, they wanted to make it a whole separate sort of entity. So that's why they actually changed the name from To Heaven and Hell. And then that just became like the whole Dio era. And uh, Bill Ward was originally supposed to be involved, but he had a heart attack. And then- Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. How about that? That's when they got Vin- Vinny Appis uh, kind of filled in. But it, you know, it ended up working out for the best because, you know, Vinny Appis was more part of that lineup than Bill Ward was anyway. But they, uh, I think Bill Ward, like, kind of went on tour with them and, like, him and Vinny would, uh, would like, switch every now and again. So that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Um, Bill, Bill Ward's hanging in the background of all this shit. In between uh, records, this is one quick cool story I thought was funny. They played uh, Black Sabbath when they were reunited with Ozzy got to play in front of the queen at Buckingham Palace with like a bunch of other people, like queen was there and shit. And uh, <laughs> they just said it was so, like you could imagine, you could imagine Ozzy era Sabbath just playing in front of the queen. And like, apparently there's like, obviously security's tight as fuck, right? And there's signs that are like, no swearing, no this, no that. <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> and ozzy's like freaking out because he can't swear he's like whispering to tony he's like how the fuck am i not supposed to fucking swear when i'm doing this and shit and uh they, it was just really awkward and they were just ended up just being really quiet and just like jamming because they didn't want to fuck anything up you know and uh, he said ozzy was like freaking out and uh the coolest part was after they played paranoid i think or iron man or whatever like you know clean hits they had and uh, after the show or their set, the young prince at the time, Harry, asked Tony Iommi why he didn't play the song Black Sabbath. So, you know, <laughs> Harry is an OG Sabbath. That's man, awesome. Right? Shout, shout, out to, shout out to Prince Harry. You're welcome on the Sabbath yeah. podcast. Yeah, come so, hang out with us, man. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about their first Sabbath album with you for hours if you want. You know, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. Dude, ridiculous. What are you? What are your plans for the fourth, Joe? You working? You I am not working. Uh, I am not working. Good, Got a buddy, in from out of town. We're going over to another friend's house. I'm not Good. much into the fourth of July. I don't understand the need to literally burn your money and make a bunch of noise. Uh, it's never really appealed to me, but the camaraderie and the hanging out will will do that. So that's got a morning got some morning walk walking I need to do just to get some of the the kinks out. My legs are pretty torched from 
some hardcore tempo runs and some sprints yesterday. And so I need Hell to yeah. loosen up. You're killing it, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Do anything. I agree. It's cool just to hang out. It's an excuse to chill in, in the summer. So I got to, we got this last day of the convention. So hopefully I'll be crazy and we can set off fireworks on the roof of Monroeville Hall. So that's what I'm going <laughs> to try to do. How was your zombie workout? Oh man, that was, I forgot to even talk about that. That was fucking hilarious. I'll send you pictures. Yeah. Um, I need to see these. <laughs> we, so we were just like zombies with uh, Linnea Quigley and her photo ops. So like she's like standing there all cute. Okay. And then like a bunch of the people were coming up and getting photos with her. We're like flexing and like trying to bite people in the background. And uh, <laughs> you've seen the horror workout, right? Like the, the, yeah, right. So basically, we had to recreate that. So, like, she's like up there, like, emceeing, and she's like barely knows what she's doing, but she's awesome. And we're just like being the zombies doing like the aerobic part of it and getting people people, like involved. And I'm like making them do jumping jacks and like this whole thing is a bunch of it was, it was, it was exactly what you would expect from us to do. So that sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's speaking of VHS, that's kind of one of those VHS holy grail tapes for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. There will be video of that posted very soon. I'm very sure. So you'll see that man. And, uh, cool. Thanks. boys. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. I got to get to this show and rock it out. Uh, make sure to tune into pink sock tomorrow. Cause we have Grace on live. Do it everybody. Do it. I'll, I'll check it out, too. Rest in peace, Ronnie James Dio. All right. God bless America and Australia. Thank you. Love you, guys. Love you. Peace.